and you are very welcome to Dan and Dara on Dublin South FM. I am Dara McNicholas. And I'm Dan Airy. Thanks again to Mike Purcell, who's given us the last hour with Mike at the mic. Legend, Dan. Ah, solid legend. Absolutely. Yeah, so you are joined with us here at level level five at the Dundrum mm-hmm. uh, Town, Town, Town Centre, um, mm-hmm. 93.9 FM and online all over the world. Around the world, absolutely. Around the world, yes. Dan, how are you? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. How are you? I smothered with a cold, Dan, actually. Oh. Uh, yeah, and I'm kind of really annoyed with it. I, I know it's kind of, uh, I, I know it's not COVID. Yay, great, because I've been sticking things up my nose for co- or for antigen tests, and it's so unpleasant. Um, right. is, this, is the an, the antigen test, is that that's similar to, to, uh, to a COVID test, yeah? Oh, yeah, but you get to do it to yourself. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, which is almost slightly worse. You know, it, it's one thing, like, originally when I got my, my, my first, PCR test that was down uh, with the Navy back in the good old days uh, when COVID was new and we were all terrified and could, oh, you really have to isolate. Uh, and that was a sailor came along and stuck it up my nose. And that was one of the most unpleasant things I've ever, ever, ever endured. Understandably. Yeah. But having had that done, I know now that when I'm doing my antigen test, I know I'm sticking it up far enough because it's so unpleasant. <laughs> Uh, and it's just kind of uh, awful, and it is eye-watering, and you're kind of going, "I'm doing this to myself." You know, it's just it's 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 really really yeah. bad. Yeah, but this is kind of my second cold in the last two months, and it's really really irritating. Pre-COVID, like I I had COVID, got it early. Uh, mm. I would have said I would maybe have had a schnuffle in kind of October November every year, and right. that would have been it. Right, okay. But now I've had yeah. two serious bouts of colds. So thank you, COVID, uh, for heaping mm. this uh, life of snotty misery on me. And then it's one of those things that you, like, I, I'd imagine once you have COVID and then you get cold subsequently, it's like, it's almost this automatic thing where you, you think you have it again. Is it almost correct? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, but in the house it, here, obviously, you get a schnuffle now and everyone goes, oh, what's going on? <laughs> Have you had a COVID again, have you? Um, you know, but it's not even that. It's kind of like, okay, I have definitely been limiting my uh, exposure to other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's been a conscious Likewise, thing. yeah. Uh, my hands are destroyed again uh, from washing my hands and using hand sanitizers. Um, yeah. And I will say, you know, I, I've kind of put off meeting people um, and even like with mm-hmm. the shuffle and kind of going... Listen, I, 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 we're not to have a coffee, or you know, I, I won't meet you, or I won't see you, or whatever. Um, you know, mm. even my, even some of my customers, I'm kind of going, listen, we we'll do it over the phone or we we'll do it over Zoom rather than having the chats or whatever, uh, kind of face to face. So I have been terribly conscious about it, and that's probably not a bad thing. I think. Really. No, absolutely. I, I'm the same, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. So then, a fun packed show all the way today. Uh, we are going to have some music from uh, Lucas Graham. Uh, we're going to have uh, other music. And then we're going to have, do you know what? Last week, Dan, and kind of hands up on this one myself, we forgot to play uh, the Play Navy song. I said that we forgot to play it. Uh, but that's going to be on, on the show today as well. Um, it is, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I think uh, we will start off the music today with uh, Lucas Graham and Seven Years. You will see Dan, 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 Dan,
And you are listening to uh, Dan and Dara on Dublin Soul FM. I'm still Dara McNicholas. And I'm still Dan Airy. Grand, we haven't changed or swapped bodies or had any sort of out-of-body experiences since we spoke to you last. Not that and, I'm aware of. Yeah, but... not that I'm aware of. But listen, Dan, Lucas Graham, what's the story there? Your choice, why? Uh, Lucas Graham, just, I, it came up on uh, on my playlist during the week, actually. Um, and I kind of, a lot of the time I just, randomize uh my like songs on on spotify and it uh, it was just a song that i hadn't heard in a while um and i remembered really liking it when it when it first came out and how do you feel about it now uh i i do still like it yeah i i suppose like it's that like i said i hadn't heard it in a while um so it was kind of a, a reminder that i did like it yeah yeah good uh Let's not talk about the news, Dan, because I'm just not uh, interested in talking about the news because Boris Johnson uh, and the English are just hamming it up now at this stage. Yeah, we we won't talk about the fact uh, that there was uh, leaked footage of Boris Johnson talking about a Christmas party. Which is hilarious. I just just find it so funny on on so many different levels. It's like, who leaked it? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I know everyone seems to be talking about, oh, it's terrible. And everybody was kind of like, we're all locked down. And you're acting the goat and you're having your cheese and your wine party, whatever, your Christmas party and stuff. But who leaked it? Absolutely. Who had it? Why was it still, you know, knocking around? I, I'm quite surprised at, uh, I can't think of her name, the one that, that resigned. Um, mm. But for being, uh, and I would consider her, she probably would have been a media professional. Mm-hmm. You know, you see a camera, you see a microphone, you assume they're switched on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's the, your golden rule. Uh, as one of the yeah. things I remember being in college and somebody said, once you see a camera and once you see a microphone, you you have got to assume until somebody goes cut <laughs> that yeah. it's still rolling. Absolutely. Like that's kind of media 101, isn't it? Like, yeah, pretty much. It's, it's one of the one of the first rules that 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 uh, that comes comes to mind when you think of, of media and media training. Uh, so they've had a bit of a nightmare there. Yeah, uh, she resigned and, um, you know, Boris is kind of dodging bullets now, I think, and he's kind of running around the place and trying to avoid answering any questions whatsoever. Yeah, nothing he hasn't done before. No, pretty much, actually. Uh, but he's not in his own, <laughs> though, is he, Dan? No, absolutely not. That's the scary thing. Uh, because... The Prime Minister of Finland uh, had to come out and apologise because she was off gallivanting after being a close contact um, of somebody who had COVID. Yeah, I suppose just because um. you're in charge of a country doesn't make you intelligent. <laughs> I, I was going to say that it doesn't make good exempt from the rules, but yeah, both apply. Sorry, Absolutely. yeah. Oh, how silly of me. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, well, I suppose kind of Mihol and uh, 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 Leaky kind of, yeah, Leo, sorry, couldn't think of his name. <laughs> uh, seem to have dodged kind of most of the stupidity, really. Or else they're just being really, 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 really <laughs> well managed by somebody in their camp, kind of going, no, don't do that. No, no, step away. From, no, come over here. Yeah, Stand in that. the cupboard. Get in the cupboard and don't move. Just don't do anything stupid. Or are we just waiting for a whole tsunami of stuff just to come out? 
Well, it is one of those things that we are forgetting that we had uh, Golfgate at one stage last year. Uh, that was early doors, though, that. Mm. That was before was. we kind of knew how stupid we could be. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, but I suppose, you know, yeah, I'm sure there's, there probably are still going to be things now, or they're probably sitting in government buildings going, oh my God, we're doomed. Oh, we're doomed. <laughs> Wait till that comes out. It's going to make that printer that wouldn't fit into the room look like, I don't know, a Christmas present for a pig. <laughs> you know, but yeah, what can you do? It, it is one of those things, because you, you were talking about like when you see... Uh, a camera and a microphone assume that it's always on it does make me wonder like do these people internally be absolutely screaming and then as soon as they kind of get get in front of a camera and a microphone they have to kind of have this completely straight face but inside i'd imagine they're going "Uh." yeah well i suppose we're no human no 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 less human i mean no more human either than the rest of us but yeah yeah, but then again, you know, having said that, like I was looking at the Hall Martin there, he was on TV three during the week. Um, one of the late night shows, whatever that one is, kind of to do late at night. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the name really stuck with me. Um, but you get to ask some questions about kind of, you know, will there be more lockdowns over Christmas? Uh, you know, he's kind of going, Well, I don't know. Well, is there a possibility there's gonna be lockdowns? Well, of course there's a possibility. Well, what ones are there going to be? <laughs> and you're kind of going, what? <laughs> What do you expect him to say? And no matter how many times you ask him the same questions, I go, oh, well, I see that his face gone. I'm not going to say anything here. <laughs> yeah. could, you, could you imagine, like, you know, uh, but yeah, but you're saying there's a possibility. Well, of course there's a possibility because anything could go wrong. <laughs> and then it just kind of, it's you're, you're just, is that all you got? Is that same question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a point where you just go, okay, just move on, please. Yeah, just 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 leave it alone. You're not getting anything here. He's he's actually he's beating you here today, you know, <laughs> no matter how many times you kind of uh throw that same sort of question at him, he is not gonna budge and he's not gonna give you any sort of scintillating little headlines or kind of go, Yes, we're gonna knock the whole place down on the twenty of December and that's going to be it. It'll be the end of the world and uh, ha ha ha, you know. Not happening. But we'll be fine, Dan, I think, at the end of the day. Uh, you know, we're, we, we'll, we'll get there. Um, mm. Coming to the end of the year. Uh, positive mental attitude. Positive mental attitude. But speaking of Switch, Dan, we, I, or not we, but I am still refusing to play any Christmas songs. I, I have come to the same conclusion uh, to a degree. I think I'm setting the date of uh, the, the 15th. So that that's Wednesday, um, right? When I could kind of uh, unapologetically just play multiple Christmas songs. Grand, yeah. Well, next week, next Monday, we're gonna we're gonna have our our, our, our Christmas show, I suppose, effectively. Um, yeah, yeah. Have your tissues out the ready because it's going to be uh, miserable. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be so sad. Uh, it's going to be filled with awful songs and um, those kind of things, really. Uh, yeah. yeah. It. If if our listeners are wondering why, uh, this this comes from past experience of the two of us working on a, uh, a college radio show together, and uh, there you managed to find some complete gems oh, of brilliant. Christmas songs that oh, are just, just... <laughs> God, a couple <laughs> of these played back to back. A couple of these, then people are just going to go, oh, right, that's a stick we had in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it's like somebody somebody took the Christmas tea and went, no, I'm not having it. I'm just going completely the other way around. Yeah, absolutely, Dan. I think we'll take a little break here for a little bit of music and we have uh, Disturbed, The Sound of Silence. That was Disturbed and The Sound of Silence. Dan Airy, where did you find that? <laughs> Again. Uh, that was another one that comes straight off my uh, straight off my playlist. Actually, okay, um, I'd never heard it before. I I do find that one uh, particularly interesting though, because uh, Disturbed are traditionally a very heavy metal, like shouty rock band. Yeah. Uh, um, and and to to hear them sing that, I just thought it was completely different and actually like a, a, a really nice take on on the song i don't know about you uh yeah um okay fair enough yeah <laughs> i remember it obviously when somebody else sang it but you know you're kind of listening mm. to her, i don't know especially when you look at the video of him and his big tattooed face and his piercings <laughs> all that kind of stuff you're kind of going okay <laughs> this guy was possibly a choir boy uh, at some stage um you know what can you do? But speaking of other odd things, that mm-hmm. during the week, BT Sport, well, and I think one of the finest moments of uh, sporting TV uh, in a long time. Mm-hmm. Never mind lads scoring impressive goals or, um, you know, Munster being great at rugby and all of those wonderful things. We had Robbie Savage on commentary on BT Sports this week. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and not only on commentary, he was on commentary for uh, Man United against Young Boys. And he was on commentary when his son, Charlie, made his debut. Just, we have, we have a quick lesson to it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's quite appropriate, Robbie, at this time that I step aside and allow you to bring your son on for his first team debut for Manchester United. Take it away. Coming on for Manchester United, Charlie Savage for one matter. Well, I never believed I'd ever say those words here at Manchester United. You know, what a proud day for my boy. You know, all the hard work and the, you know, what a day for me, his mother. You know, his nana, his grandparents, and most importantly for that boy there, Charlie Savage. So proud of him, Darren. It's just an amazing moment for him. Oh, that'll make your toes crawl, Dan. Crawl or curl? (laughs) Yeah, that would make your toes. That's just, you know, that is so wonderful. It is, absolutely. Um, And, you know, I I was thinking, uh, because you... Recently, you gave uh, Sam a, a, a shout out for um, winning. Uh, oh, yeah, the minor B. Yeah, the minor B football. Yeah, Thomas Davis um, uh, beating the Nate Barroger. So, absolutely brilliant. So, <laughs> so you have um, you have experience of 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 that. Well, oh well, that's very different, uh, Dan. You know, there's there's probably <laughs> Savage, a great footballer himself. Like, and here's this, you know. Having had a, a, a fantastic career, and mm. you know he's doing commentary in a match, and he is now commenting, comment, doing commentary on his son of hey, seventeen or eighteen. Um, yeah, something, you know, like that. something like that. Coming on to play for Man United in the Champions League. Uh, special. I, I just oh my god, that is so special. That's just absolutely kind of 
incredible, just absolutely fantastic. They say an awful lot you can't write the script with sport. You definitely can't write that one. Yeah, no, definitely not. I, you, you couldn't. Uh, Novak Djokovic. Absolutely. Novak Djokovic uh, has been entered into the Australian Open in January. And you might be thinking, okay, he's world number one in in the tennis world. Uh, why is this newsworthy? So Tell me, Dan. Tell me, Dan. Why is this actually? <laughs> Who cares? Why is this newsworthy? It's particularly newsworthy because uh, Novak has yet to disclose his vaccination status. And which, is, which is okay, isn't it? Which, which is okay uh, in the general scheme of things. Uh, the, the issue with it is uh, vaccination is mandatory uh, at the Australian Open uh, next year. Okay. Um, so it's 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 raised a, a few questions. Um, I'd I'd like to think that, given um, that vaccination is mandatory for everybody, and that he has been entered into the draw, that he is actually uh, vaccinated because. You you never want to see a, a situation where it's kind of one rule for me, another rule for the rest of them. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I think it will, Dan, and it's going to be funny. Like, is he? Isn't he? Doesn't really matter uh, if he turns up and he isn't. But then surely the guy he can play. Mm, uh, yeah, if he turns up, he plays. Then do we assume he is? Or somebody bending the rules? Are we? Oh my God! Yeah. The conspiracies here. It's got to be absolutely nuts. Then we're going to add mm. that to the sort of we're all being followed now by Bill Gates and chips and our vaccines. <laughs> oh boy, it's just kind of endless stuff, really, isn't it? It is, yeah. Tiggy, um, Tiggy Furlong. Absolutely. Uh, I know. I don't want to talk about Tiggy Furlong. Well, that would be understandable because you're a monster man. Uh, because of that, I, I will briefly take over and say that he has been named in the World Rugby Dream Team of the Year, which is quite impressive, Jasper. Yeah, well, okay, let's move on. So, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so to be fair, it is, it is, uh, in fairness. I mean, you know, it's not, you know, you're, you're, we're talking World Rugby stuff here. We're talking, um, you know, I'm better than all the use sort of type thing. Uh, it is mm-hmm. pretty good. And, um, you know, I, I love me rugby, Dan. I, lo- I lose, I lose me rugby. Uh, likewise, likewise. And yeah. yeah, it's it's just such such a such a wonderful sport, and it's it's hard. It's tough. It's tough old going. I'm actually, I I, I was quite surprised that not uh, more Irish players weren't. Who would you put up? Who would you put in there? Include uh, James Ryan. Never heard of him. <laughs> um, uh, um, and my natural one, and then maybe. Maybe Johnny. Ah, Johnny. I'm sure everybody loves Johnny. He's a Johnny. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, Johnny's, um, kick, Johnny's kicking's been a bit off lately. But then, but then I, I, I do understand it is that you're, you're, as you said, you're competing with like, uh, world rugby in a sense. You've got South Africans in there. You've got New Zealand. You've got Australia. You've got, um, France. I mean, Antoine uh, Dupont, the French 
scrum half was named as scrum half. I mean, he's just immense, absolutely immense. A solid beast, that. I honestly, I cannot wait for this year's Six Nations. I think it's good. for this year's Six Nations, next year's Six Nations. Yeah, um, that too. I think it's going to be absolutely immense and incredible. I've said immense a number of times already. Uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be amazing. Um, with the when you look back at the autumn internationals this year, with Ireland beating the All Blacks, France beating the All Blacks, um, okay, Wales were a little bit off color, Scotland were were right up there, so yeah, it's going to be spicy. Absolutely, I hope so, Dan. Uh, still to come, Dan, we're going to have a little bit more music later on. We have, uh, you have uh, a little bit of a sort of a five minute piece coming up. Indeed, uh, this was a piece I put together with um, Tom Clonan. Um, legend. Uh, absolute legend, absolutely. Uh, we had a chat with him, episode 45 of the podcast, which you can find on Anchor, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Dan and Dara uh, ability. I just like to say that again. Dan mm-hmm. and Tara doability uh if you actually want to drop us an email you give us a dan and dara doability at gmail.com or you find us on facebook and instagram as well um and this was kind it was kind of a follow-on um from that and we had a chat about um irish dogs for the disabled lovely dan i think we should have some ads from ad station sponsors you you are listening to Dan and Dara on Dublin South FM at 93.9 FM. I am more or less Dara McNicholas. And I am more or less Dan Airy. Dan, Daniel Airy. Uh, Dan, interesting one this week um, that I rooted out of the newspaper. Um, and again, it's one of those ones where you kind of go, oh, we're taught that. What do you think now? <laughs> yeah. But you think now there's uh, somewhere in uh, sort of the Garda handbook that would cover something like this, maybe. Um, but clearly not. So they came up mm. with a program uh, that helps Garda to uh, in their interactions with people with intellectual disabilities. Yes. Uh, first up, uh, my initial reaction is this is brilliant. But I, as you said, it's it's like, why isn't it there? Yeah, or is it, and we're just giving it a name now. And I don't want to be unkind to uh, Garda Shiakana uh, at all, because, you know, yeah. they do a fantastic job, and obviously... Absolutely, 100%, yeah. You know, uh, when you're, you're just meeting people kind of cold on the street, you're turning up to a problem, I suppose you've got, you know, you're trying to, to, to deal with every, any, any, any situation, but this is kind of like, this is like almost like the jam card, just a minute card, uh, which is becoming mm. quite popular. Um I see the uh, uh, what you call it, uh, transport for Ireland. They're kind of pushing it now as well for uh, the rail companies and and that kind of thing. Yeah, but you, you you kind of it is great to see that the Gardaí have just been kind of almost given a module of kind of well, hello, uh, yes, when dealing with a person with intellectual disabilities, here's some things to consider. Yeah, absolutely, um, and. It was kind of it was interesting looking at the the responses that the Gardaí gave after kind of um going through uh, 
training process. Um, one said it will allow me to question more rather than drawing a conclusion um, and to help the person in crisis as opposed to possibly making things worse. And then they said, I will also um, try to find more about, more about the person pre-arrest to avoid an arrest, um, which can only be a positive. Yeah, um, you know, uh, having dealt with people with uh, sort of, um, say, Ashburgers and the likes of that and, and kind of, uh, kind of, yeah, there's, there's, there can be a kind of um, a, a very, a very different way of looking at the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. it's kind of, it's very black and white, um, you know, and if somebody kind of has something in their head and have a, a point of view, they're not going to be shifted off it. Right. Irregardless of <laughs> what they're faced with or what the reality is. And the reality, the reality can be, Sort of very much, yeah. Well, actually, this is the fact. Uh, um, you know, and it's even I don't know, I'm trying to struggle here to come up with a, a, an example or a sort of a um, something I can pin this on to, but uh, I suppose you know, you know, have uh, you ever seen that one down where you have two people looking at a number and one person sees a six and the other person sees a nine? Yes, yeah, 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 they're both right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, but there's no convincing the other person. Of, of what they're seeing but they are actually yeah. both right no matter what way you look at it um yeah. and, and that 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 can be a huge part and it's kind of mm. getting that and getting around it and kind of you know not going uh bullheaded at a kind of going you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong no you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong, you're wrong. <laughs> uh and so i i think kind of this is uh this is a fantastic one really i think uh, yeah Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And it, it's one of those things as well. And I think it can be used in a universal sense, like when when they're talking about time and taking more time and, and kind of essentially not use not like jumping to conclusions. Okay, it's particularly relevant. Um, as you've been saying with, with people. Who, who might have um, Asperger's or, or, or other conditions. But I think um, that can be said about, about people with, with, with um, physical disabilities or, or any other um, condition as well. It's just about, you know, asking the questions and taking the time and understanding and not like, okay, having your point of view, but not, like being open to to hearing the other side as well yeah no i yeah i it is but i mean and i like the fact that it was um uh, you know academics i suppose in, in, in inverted commas like from from ul ucc and, and then trinity college who kind of mm-hmm. who put this together and obviously it has been published so it's in the irish journal of uh, psychological medicine um yeah, absolutely. So there is some clout, as you yeah. might say, behind it, which, yeah. which is good. And there's obviously a way of tracking it. And, you know, it's not just another sort of, oh, let's have a little seminar here now and we get some Gerdy and then we'll have a chat. And there's a, there is a little bit more to it. 
what I, what I'd be interested to see with this, and I think it, it's something that uh, that I've experienced uh, in relation to disability quite a bit, is that a conversation or an action starts around disability, and people are aware of it for a particular length of time, and then just like a news cycle, it kind of disappears for a while. Um, and then kind of something else comes up and 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 trumps it, so to speak. So I'd be interested to see um, this kind of continue and, and the conversation around it continue and the actions around it continue. Absolutely. Sure. Dan, I think we shall uh, listen to your, um, your piece of man's best friend. Irish Dogs for the Disabled was founded in 2007 to improve the lives of children and adults living with physical disabilities in Ireland. Through ethical breeding and training, dogs are specially selected to carry out specific tasks which help disabled people live life to the fullest possible degree. Dr Tom Clonan is chairman of the board for Irish Dogs for the Disabled and his son Owen availed of an assistance dog. Their story was covered in 2012 in a documentary on Radio 1. I wanted to take Tom right back to the beginning though and began by asking him when he had first heard of Irish Dogs for the Disabled. They're based in Cork and we were down in Cork driving around going through the Jack Lynch tunnel and I saw a van with the Dogs for the Disabled sign and the logo on it and the logo is a dog uh, resting his chin on, on the knee of a of a person in a in a wheelchair. So old school, I took down the number that was written on the side of the van and rang them. A chance encounter with a van of all things. From this, Tom decided to apply for an assistance dog for his son Owen, who has a neuromuscular disease called Pelizaeus Merzbacher disease, or PMD, which affects his brain and spinal cord. The application is filled out online and then is followed by a waiting list of around five years. Don't worry though, as Tom tells me, your patience will pay off. Eventually then you'll get a, a consultation where Jenny, our chief executive, uh, will, will meet with the client and their family and just see what the, the living situation is. And then, you know, talk to the, the young person about what they want, what they expect from a dog, how the dog might help them. Have a look at their sort of, you know, kind of OT situation, their physio needs, and then try to identify a dog whose temperament will best match the, the client. And then the training for, for a year with a particular dog, and then the partnership takes place. Part of training involves spending time with a dog in HQ. Tom tells me more. The purpose of, of the three or four days of training with the client and the dog and with the charity is to make sure that you fully understand how to properly look after a dog and how to, you know, reinforce the training and make sure the dog doesn't, you know, develop any bad habits. Owen had to learn the different commands for Duke, you know, to get him to do different things, like to pick up his phone, to walk slowly when he wants him to walk slowly. You know, there's different commands and words for those things. Even with all of this preparation, the most important aspect of a relationship with any animal is how they make you feel. Tom spoke to me about the impact that having an assistance dog has had on Owen's life. 
So in terms of the physical work that Leahy and Duke do, you know, helping Owen to get dressed and undressed, that requires Owen to work with the dog. Um, so he's got a little bit of movement in his upper limbs. His lower limbs are compromised by his neuromuscular disease. So it's very difficult for him to get his trousers on or off or his socks on or off. So he's got to get into a situation where the dog is lying down beside him and helping him to get the, the trousers and the, and the socks off. And the way the dog works, it's play. It's play for the dog, positive reinforcement. He gets a pat on the head reward. And, and for Owen, it's a good physical workout. Emotionally, it's very good for Owen to have that companionship and to have the social interactions that it leads to everywhere he goes. And also for him to be in charge. You know, he's he's in a relationship with an animal um, that's working with him and, and to maintain that relationship. And that, that's, that's very good for Owen as well, for him to be front and centre in that partnership, out in the world, going to the shops, going to school, to Dundrum Shopping Centre or into town. It's great for him to have that. They're there as a team. For an assistance dog, I think the advice I would have is that you need to really think about your personal circumstances. What can the dog do for you? Will the dog's intervention in your life make a meaningful difference? And, you know, you have to think about your capacity to look after the dog, to give the dog instructions. And that can be a whole family task. You know, the whole family might be involved in that. And then the next thing is to identify a charity that, ha that, that trains dogs to a standard that can assist you. Once you've identified the charity specific, that, that, that can train a dog to do something specific to your, your disability, then step forward with confidence. For more information on Irish Dogs for the Disabled, you can contact 021-431-6627 or email info at dogsforthedisabled.ie So Dan, there we go. Uh, man's best friend, Dan Airy and uh, Tom Clonan. Absolutely. Uh, Tom is very, very kind to, to offer his, his time for this one. Um, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed um, talking to him and listening to him and learning um, about Irish Dogs for the Table because um we have a cat and a dog at home uh sandy is is the is, is her dog and, yeah sandy doesn't uh, like me <laughs> no she she does it's, it's just no dad she there. doesn't though come on let's not make excuses <laughs> for the dog here okay sandy doesn't like me um but yeah she she's very much a pet um and but i i think like this is something that we've thought about um going into the future um and i i think it was really interesting to kind of he hear tom and owen's story and to know how much of an impact that how much of an impact and how much of a positive impact it has had on on their lives um so massive shout out to Irish Dogs for the Disabled. And uh, thank you again, Tom, for, for giving me your time. Absolutely. Dan, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about Dan. Will we talk about Dan? Will we talk we about can. Dan and Dan's situation? And where are we now, Dan, on, on the whole PA thing? Uh, Sorry, just mm. I suppose, you know, if you're just tuning in, 
Um, I think kind of uh, it's going to be every week from from now until probably forever. Uh, we're going to have a little piece of um, and and Dan and Dan's Dan, Dan's journey. I'm going to get some emotional music now. Daniel's journey uh, to find a job and um, PAs and stuff. And while I might make light of it, mm. it's not funny at all. No, no. Uh, but at, at the same time, I I can completely understand you making light of it because definitely from from my perspective, if I didn't, I'd lose my mind. Yeah, and you'd be allowed. I mean, you'd be kind of. I don't think anyone could kind of go, "No, oh, there's Danny whinging about his PA again." It's not. It's just like. You know, obviously, the start of this, before we kind of came on, you're talking about, you know, not sleeping and being stressed and mm, mm. the impact this is having kind of on you in, a, in an offline sort of point of view, um, where yeah. it's, going, it's going to be a part of everything that's happening. Yeah, absolutely. And I like uh, we, we've had conversations around this um off air as well and I, I've mentioned to you about uh, it, it kind of it feels like my creativity has been stifled um, through, through this process and to be honest this hour is, is kind of a situation where I can come into the studio I can look at the running order and put on Dan Airy presenter mode <laughs> for for a while I, I just kind of enjoy having fun playing music and talking about interesting topics do you know what I mean um but then when that finishes it's kind of because of the nature of how critical this is I'm I'm straight back into you know worrying about that do you know what I mean yeah. Um, I, I've I've been in touch with um, the National Advocacy Service about uh, my situation, and they very kindly uh, listened to me, and they will be back in touch with me um, during the week, hopefully. Um, and I have been in touch with. Uh, Patrick Crane from the Irish Times uh, very kindly had had a conversation with me about it. Um, I'm I'm to be honest, I'm I'm trying to come at them from from as many angles as I can. Here we are. Uh, Isn't it terrible again, Dan? That, that this is what has to be done. Yeah, we, we we've seen it. We've seen it in countless conversations we've had with people over kind of the last three years and you know things that we've seen ourselves as individuals and things like that if you don't get up and bang your drum mm, mm. Uh, you know i mean we we, we spoke to tom clonan and he's he spoke quite kind of passionately about you know being in the same room as government ministers and advisors and stuff mm. and you kind of think if you're getting that close you've got to be getting you've got to be doing all right but the yeah. response he got was kind of to me it was a bit like whoa wow yeah, absolutely. And and to be honest with you, Dara, it's kind of, it is affecting my psychology in 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 some way. And what I mean by that is 
throughout my life I've like once I kind of come to had come to terms with my condition and the fact that I was going to be in a wheelchair and it wasn't going to change I was like okay I'm gonna use this and I'm gonna go and do what I want to do and let's just deal with the the medical side of things when it comes around right yeah and there's been times where but where that has taken over and I've kind of essentially in inverted commas realized that I'm in a wheelchair um and there's certain times where that lasts longer um than others and but I've I've been very lucky in that I can just snap out of it most of the time and just be Dan uh who happens to be in a wheelchair whereby with this process now I am having to allow the medical side of things take over yeah and to be honest with you that is terrifying it's absolutely terrifying um because it, it's not something that I'm comfortable with. I, you know, I, I've come to terms with the fact that I'm going to have to do it, but it's when it kind of seeps into how you view everything else, or, you know, to do with your life, that that's when it becomes scary. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I do. Um, yeah. So it's 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 been... It's been tough, and I, I, I suppose that's one of the reasons. I mean, I, I love the media, and there's many different reasons why uh, I, I wanted to get into this industry. But this was one of those reasons was to have these kind of conversations and and start a, a discourse around it and and progress the narrative um i i think I, I i said something along the lines during the week of like having open and honest discussions about difficult topics can only be a positive for for everybody about topics that have traditionally been in the shadows so to speak um so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, tune in next week because we'll be back here talking about this again. You know, there's very little, there's very little, there's very little doubt that we're going to do that. Uh, sorry. And I also want to give a big, big shout out to uh, Neve Dunphy, uh, who would normally um, be joining us uh, each week with um, with Irish music, with Irish music gems and talking to us about all things music. Um, but she's been quite busy. Uh, but she mm-hmm. did give us, we're going to play out with it in a little while. Um, some new music again from playing Navy and uh, living alone. Um, you know, so Neve, we hope you're keeping well. Um, Absolutely. And uh, yeah, we know you yeah. are because we kind of see you giving out every now and again. Consistently giving us absolute tunes. Uh, yeah, for sure, Dan. Absolutely no question about it whatsoever. So uh, I think that's a good place to wrap it up, Dan. Absolutely. I'm Dan Airy. I'm Dara McNicholas. And you've been listening to Dan and Dara on Dublin Set FM. We'll talk to you next week.